Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Houston North. The Kadesh Family Church, Houston North, is part of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Amen. Of how He loves us. Amen. Oh, how he loves us. 
redemption and he's our prize drawn to redemption but a grace in his eyes because if his grace is an ocean then we're all sinking and heaven beats it like an unforeseen kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest no i don't have time to maintain these regrets when i think about the way that he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves yes he loves yes he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves yes he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us Oh, how he loves, and we are his portion, and he is our bride. We're drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. Cause if his grace is an ocean, then we're all sinking, and heaven meets like an unforeseen kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest no I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way that he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves yes he loves us so are you happy to be in church tonight we thank god we want to continue with the art of following amen and today I want us to look at the art of following Solomon. Not this one. But I'll show you another one to follow. After the first Solomon, we'll see whether we still want to follow the second Solomon. All right. <laughs> All right. Come, when you hear the name Solomon, what comes to mind? I mean, Solomon in the Bible. Wisdom. Benedicta, when you hear the word Solomon, what comes to mind? Solomon. Nothing comes to mind? Something should come to mind. Anything at all? Suma, what comes to mind? Solomon. Wisdom. Prince, what comes to mind? Solomon. Hey. Riches, prosperity. Eddie. Women. I'm getting very good answers. What? 
Great king. Nanaya, what comes to mind? Solomon. Prosperity and wisdom. Prosperity and wisdom. Amen. So Solomon was a king. He was a son of King David, wasn't he? And he succeeded his father as king. You know, Solomon was, who was Solomon's mother? You know how, how I remember the mother's name? I remember what the dad saw when he saw the mother for the first time. What, what was the mother doing? She was bathing. So what's her name? Bathsheba. <laughs> That's the only way I can remember her name. She was bathing when the father saw her. All right. <laughs> so Solomon was, and he wasn't the firstborn. He had at least six half-brothers, and each of the half-brothers had a different mother. His dad was powerful. <laughs> and Solomon was the second-born, you know, of his mother and King David, but his older brother died soon after birth. Why? Because God was very upset. You know, how King David had entered into that relationship. So as a punishment, unfortunately, the firstborn died and then Solomon eventually became king, didn't he? And he became king as a result of Bathsheba, his mother, um, putting in a word. She really, um, what's the word? What? No campaign. What did she do? Hmm? Connived. <laughs> she, 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 um, she got Bathsheba, the Bathsheba connection. <laughs> you know, and also, Jesus mentions Solomon, isn't it? I always take note of the people that Jesus makes mention of. For whatever reason, you know, uh, just imagine Donald Trump is giving a speech. And then all of a sudden you hear the name Tiaku. You say, hey, who is this guy? Don't you think I would be an important person? to want to try and find something about, I mean, whether it's good or bad. Either he likes me very much or he doesn't like me. That's why he's mentioning my name. But I'm important enough to be mentioned, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, imagine. All right, so next time you hear a presidential, presidential speech with my name in it, find out who I am, all right? <laughs> so um, Jesus mentioned, at least I can remember at least two times when Jesus mentioned Solomon's name. Number one, in Matthew chapter 6, where he says, do not worry, isn't it, about what you, what you eat, what you wear. He talked about the lilies of the field or the valley. And Jesus said, not even Solomon, in all his splendor or in all his glory, which means he was a glorious person. Jesus said he was a great person because he said not even Solomon, in all his splendor, it was important or significant enough for Jesus to bring it up. You see, that means it was at the back of his mind that this was a great person, isn't it? And then another time, um, Jesus mentions uh, Solomon's name in reference to the Queen of Sheba. Luke chapter 11, verse 31. Jesus talks about something that's going to happen at the end of time. Also in reference to the Queen of the South, who, or the Queen of Sheba, will rise at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. Amen. By saying this, Jesus was saying that Solomon was a very wise person. Because you do not use the word, the word greater if there is not a great. You understand? 
So Jesus was acknowledging the greatness of Solomon. But he was also saying somebody greater than Solomon is here. But he was saying, in essence, Solomon was a great person. And Jesus said the queen of Sheba is going to rise at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them. Why are we going to be condemned? Or some people going to be condemned by the queen of Sheba? Because she journeyed. She traveled from afar to go and listen to a wise person speaking. So you cannot come from your homes to come and listen to a wise person speaking. <laughs> but that's the judgment. Some of you do not want to travel to just listen to the word of God preached. I'm not saying, Jesus says, one of the judgments, we've heard about so many different judgments. But one of the judgments we probably don't pay attention to is the judgment of those who do not travel to listen to the word of God. Because that's what the queen of the south did. That she said, let me go and listen to the wisdom of this great person. She came from the ends of the earth, and you cannot come from your home. You cannot come from where? 30 minutes away. She traveled far. She journeyed for many days. Amen. So we want to look at um, the art of following Solomon, because we have seen that Jesus Christ himself said he was a great person. Amen. So the first thing about Solomon is the art of following Solomon is the art of starting to build the church now. Amen. So one of the notable things about Solomon also is the fact that he built the temple. Solomon's temple. You've probably heard of, the, when we say that, the first temple was Solomon's temple. All right, it stood for maybe 400 years in Jerusalem till the city was besieged, I think, by Nebuchadnezzar, and then it was torn down. But he is the one who built the temple. Natural fact, his dad had wanted to build a temple. And God said, you will not build a temple, but your son will build a temple. Because one, th one of the things about David was he was engaged in a lot of fighting. He was fighting a lot of wars. And in order to do some things, you have to have peace and stability, you see. And that's what David lacked. So God said, after you finish fighting your wars, your son Solomon will succeed you, and he will build a church for me. Amen. And he, he did it. He he. He did it very honorably and very well, all right? That's the reason why um, some parts of the world are developed and some parts are not developed. I remember when I was in school, uh, very young, many years ago, one of the things that I learned led to um, economic development and prosperity for any country was peace and stability. And yet I know of some countries. <laughs> they are barely how many years old? a few decades old, and they cannot decide on who they want the leader to be. Not only can they not decide, but they go and forcefully remove the one who is there. And they say, go away and let somebody else come. You know, but it takes a lot of time to recover. I know some countries that are more than 200 years old. They've had as many as 45 presidents, all right? And yet I've never heard that someone has gone to remove the president and put him in prison and gone on BBC or VOA or NBC or CBS to announce we have taken over the ranks. I've never heard it. For more than two centuries, that's how come a country can prosper and do it. When there's peace all around, all right, but when there's no peace and there's turmoil, there's confusion, there's suspicion, there's a lot of infighting, you cannot develop. Amen. So 
Solomon was blessed because he built a beautiful temple for God. And there was a time of, uh, during a time of peace and prosperity. Amen. All right. So if you want to prolong your life many days upon the earth, then build the house of God. Amen. All right. Not many people enter into old age still prosperous and successful, isn't it? Unfortunately, some have done well, but by the time they grow old, they're not doing so well. And then they now become dependent on people. All right. But I know some old people who, even in their old age, you know, a lot of times we just picture old people as people who are needy, isn't it? Who are needing help, and then you need to send them some help. But I know some old people who have actually continued supporting their children in their old age. Because once I met a friend of mine, he was in a very expensive college in the United States. I said, how are you paying? He said, my dad is paying for me. But I knew his dad. His dad was a very, very old man. In fact, his dad was way past retirement. And his dad was paying school fees in the thousands of dollars. I said, wow. He was able to come without any, come, do you think it's a good idea? He didn't come and take any student loan. His dad was converting whatever currency it was into the currency of this country and paying his fees. Hallelujah. So that's what God will do for you in your old age when you build his church. Hallelujah. When you spend your personal time and energy and whatever else you have. Hallelujah. Because there are many ways in which the church needs to be built. Not only spiritually, but also physically. Amen. So in the Bible, Luke chapter 7 verse uh, four, the Bible tells the story of a centurion, all right? That means a commanding general in the army who needed a miracle, all right? And the people told Jesus, the man deserved a miracle. And what was the reason that they gave? All right, they said when they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, this man deserves to have you do this. Amen. Some will say to the Lord, you deserve a miracle. You deserve a miracle. Gina, you deserve a miracle. Why do you deserve a miracle? They said it because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. Amen. They were giving Jesus the reason why. And a lot of times when people say things to Jesus, I like to hear what he has to say. And what happened in the next verse? All right. So Jesus went. So Jesus went. That means he was what? In full agreement. He didn't raise any objections. He, said, he didn't say, why should that be a reason why I should perform a miracle for him? He said, so. Why so? Because of or as a result of the reason that they gave, Jesus said he is going to get a miracle. Hallelujah. May God bring about a miracle in your life. As you, like Solomon, and as the centurion, build the church of God. Amen. All right, so good things came from Jesus and flowed into this man's life because he had built the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You build a house for God, and God will build a house for you. Amen. Whatever you do for the house of God, may God also do for you. Amen. If you are build, bringing stability to the house of God, may God also bring stability to your house. Amen. If you are bringing security and safety to the house of God, may God do the same thing for you. Amen. Amen. 
If you are building a beautiful house for God, if you want the house of God to look as beautiful as it possibly can, may God do the same for you. If the church becomes your dream church, may God give you your dream home. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever you seek and desire for, from God, he's going to bring to you. Amen. If you have helped to prolong and not shorten the life of the church, may God prolong your life. In Jesus' name. There are people who are actively fighting the church. <laughs> they don't want the church to go on for so long. They want to cut short the life of the church. But that is not our story. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you want the church to be wealthy, may you yourself become wealthy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The day is coming, say the Lord, where you will no longer share a room with six other people. You will live in your own house. I don't hear amen. The day is coming, say the Lord, when you no longer use the toilet with 14 strange people <laughs> who do not know you. The day is coming, say the Lord, when I will put a roof over your head and you will not lack anything. You will know no lack or want. For the Lord will perform it. All things shall be added because you have sought to build my kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. The second point in the art of following Solomon is the art of continuing to build until you die. Amen. Continuing to build. All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 4 to 6. I made me great works, and I builded me houses. I undertook great projects. I built houses. Say houses. houses. So Solomon didn't say he just built a house, but he built houses. All right? He was done with one project, and no later had he finished than he started the next. He said, I built houses. May you build houses. May you build houses. May you own more than just a house. <laughs> the prophecy you believe Amen. is the prophecy you receive. Amen. Amen. All right. I built houses for myself. May you build houses for yourself. <laughs> and plant vineyards. Amen. Vineyard sounds to me like he had extra time to do some gardening. May you have extra time for some gardening. Don't just pour concrete around your house. <laughs> Leave some earth for gardening. So you can plant some beautiful flowers. Beautiful flowers. All right. I made me gardens and orchards, and I planted trees in them all. Of, uh, what? I made me gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. All right. So the scripture shows us that Solomon did build more than just a house. Amen. He built and he never stopped and he continued building. Amen. So one of the wisdom keys for building is that we should never stop building. Amen. Little by little, small projects become big and great projects. Amen. All right. So one day when you look back, and see the many things through, God has been able to do through you. Hallelujah. 
Number three, the art of following Solomon is the art of praying for wisdom rather than pray for the fruits of wisdom. Amen. Praying for wisdom. First Kings chapter 3, verse 5 to 9. All right. First Kings chapter 3, verse 5 and 9. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon and during the night in a dream, and God said, ask, ask for whatever you want me to give you. The next verse. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you, righteous, upright, and hard. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Verse 10. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. Amen. So not only was Solomon asking God to make him wise, but he was not even asking for himself per se. A lot of our Prayer requests are to satisfy our immediate personal needs, isn't it? But he was thinking about the people that he, uh, God had appointed him over. Even in asking God to give him a breath of knowledge and understanding and make him wise, he was thinking about being an effective ruler over God's people. And the Bible says that God was pleased with our prayer request. May you pray prayers that will please God. <laughs> May you Pray prayers that will make God happy. Amen. All right. And then when we uh, read on, verse 11. So God said to him, since you have not asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, which is what I would have asked for, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, <laughs> which some of you are asking for. <laughs> But for discernment in administering justice. <laughs> Next verse. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you. So you see where the wisdom started from. God said, you have asked for wisdom and I'm actually going to make you wisdom. And why, sorry. Not only that, but you're going to be the wisest person. All right? There will never... So that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Verse 13. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for. May God give you what you have not asked for. May God know what you need, even though you haven't asked him for it. He said, you've asked me for wisdom, but guess what? On top of that, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you what you haven't asked for. Both wealth and honor so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. Amen. Amen. So this tells, um, um, this tells me two things, or there are two ways I can look at this. Number one, because Solomon asked for wisdom, a byproduct of the wisdom was going to be wealth and honor. That means in asking or in seeking after wisdom, you are directly or indirectly also saying, I want to be, I want to be wealthy. And I want to have honor in life. Amen. Amen. It can also be that God was saying, I'm going to top up your prayer. 
that even though you've asked for one thing, in addition to that one good thing that I'm pleased you've asked me for, I'm also going to give you wealth and honor. Amen. So Solomon, all right, prayed for wisdom rather than for the fruits of wisdom. But when you attain unto wisdom, many things will follow. Hallelujah. So many of you said when you think about Solomon, you think about the fact that he was a wise king, isn't it? May God make us just as wise. All right? God wants us to be wise. All right? And God says that many things will be added to us as a result of wisdom and as a result of righteousness. Amen. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things shall be added. Likewise, wisdom and all other things shall be added. So let's seek after righteousness and wisdom, just like Solomon did. Amen. Amen. All right? It might not seem to be the most direct route to prosperity and riches, but it certainly is what we need. Amen. What's that verse in Proverbs chapter 4? Proverbs 4, 7. The beginning of wisdom is this. Give me the King James. If this is not the King James. Wisdom is the principal thing. Amen. Wisdom is the principal. What does principal mean? The main thing, the first and foremost, maybe the most important, isn't it? Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. Amen. May you become a little wiser every day. <laughs> May you not dwell on the wisdom of, just, of yesterday, of a week ago, of last year. Some people think that they've got to the point where they've finished learning everything there is to learn. All right? <laughs> But it says, get wisdom, get it. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Verse 8. Exalt her. No wonder women are so wise. Because wisdom is feminine. Exalt her. All right. <laughs> and she. Hey. Mm. And she wisdom will promote thee. Amen. Remember, you're asking for one thing, but you are getting many other things. All right? All right. So, she shall promote thee. Promotion comes from being wise. Promotion comes from being wise. And she shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Amen. To embrace means to hug, isn't it? It means to hold something very close and not let it go. So, you are holding on to wisdom very strongly. What does the next verse say? She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. All right? And what's the next one? All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
you will experience prosperity without chasing after it. Amen. Because God will make you wise. Number four, the art of following Solomon is the art of building a house for yourself. Building a house for yourself, all right? So one of the secrets of success is to build your own house or to own a house. Amen. Amen. Think about it. If God has brought you to this world, why should you not own a part of the world? Kamji, you should have a parcel or a part of this world to your name, or it cannot belong to other people forever, and you, you have to pay them for the use of that part of the earth. You get it? So, Prince, if God has brought you to this earth, I think a little part of it should belong to you. Your name should be on it. Plus, what stands on it should belong to you. It shouldn't belong to other people. <laughs> you want a skyscraper? All right. <laughs> so, if you want to succeed and do well, you should build your own house. Amen. All right? So, it's not only people... It's not only people who are fantastically rich who build houses. Amen. Solomon built a house for himself, all right? And we know that it must have greatly contributed to his success. Hallelujah. If you want to prosper and do well, one of the things you have to learn to do is to build. First Kings chapter 7 and verse 1, it says, But Solomon was building his own house. Say his own. His own. So he built the temple of God, and he also built his own house. Amen. So if we say Solomon was, in the words of Jesus, he was full of splendor and glory. Probably one of the reasons was he was building houses. Amen. He was owning property. All right? He built his, he said, I built me houses. So he built his own house 13 years, and he finished all his house. May you not live in an uncompleted building. May you not live in a uh, building that's partially paid for. May it be paid for fully. Yes. If it says he finished, may he finish. Yes. It is sad that it is, we, we found out that in America, for example, we found out that many people cannot fully pay for their homes that they start paying for, isn't it? Yes. But may that not be your story. But I'm, I'm being told that it's becoming more and more difficult for the average American to own a home. I mean, God give us the wisdom that we need to figure this very difficult puzzle out. Amen. All right? <laughs> so there are two groups of people in this world. There are people who build houses and they invest, and they probably are not necessarily um, outwardly impressive, isn't it? But there are some people who want to impress just about everybody. And that's where, they, that's where all the, the little that they have is dissipated. You know, it just goes into thin air. Now, we don't want just to be impressing people, all right? Have, have you ever heard of who the president of Switzerland is? <laughs> Gene, have you heard of the president of Switzerland before? You haven't heard? Why, well, I didn't do geography in school. <laughs> You know, I haven't heard, I don't even know who the, but when I was in Switzerland once, all right? You'll be there. <laughs> I was in Zurich. We're in Zurich. And I don't know whether that's why, but I heard that, that in, in Switzerland, I'm told that they rotate the presidency. Like you're there for a little bit and somebody else comes. Like it's no big deal. 
But I know some other countries where if the president is going down 1960, everybody will hear about it. In fact, I know another country where not the president, but a minister of state, if he's to drive down 1960, we will hear about it. We will get to know that he's closed for the day and he's going home. <laughs> when Switzerland, I was told, the, the president even doesn't, I'm told he, he might be the, he might, you might see somebody riding a bicycle. That's the president. You don't even know it's him. He's coolly just driving by or riding his bike. He doesn't need a motorcade. He doesn't need um, advance, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the first, the, this other country I'm describing, I don't know whether they're doing as well, you know. But they're they so extravagant and flamboyant and, you know, a display of wealth. But that's not the important thing. Amen. You don't have to be in a hurry to impress. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3 says, through wisdom is a house builded. Amen. Or a house is built through wisdom. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. Amen. Which means it doesn't, it's not, I am inferring from this verse, the amount of money per se. It's not the amount of money per se, but it is wisdom that gets you a house. Amen. So may God give us the wisdom that gets us houses. Amen. Many years ago, I built a house. All right. And then later on, I moved to another country where I had to start renting. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I said, if I was in this first country where I built a house, I'd probably be a very rich person today. Yeah, because then I wouldn't have to be paying rent or, I mean, I owned it. I had paid for it, everything. I mean, I've been a house. I've been a, what is it? A land, is that the name? Landlord. I've been a landlord ever since, you get me? But <laughs> the Bible says a house is built through wisdom and through a lot of difficulty, a lot of pain. Amen. So don't use all your money to impress people, but use it to build. Hallelujah. All right? One day you'd be surprised. You'd be thinking, if you care to do it, calculate how much money has come through your hands. Solomon, can you calculate how much you've earned in a year? You can. I can calculate for you. I can multiply by 40 and then multiply by 52. <laughs> if you give me your hourly rate, I'll tell you how much you earn in a year. You see, but you say, hey, where did all that money go? All that money go. That's why I was very happy a couple of days ago. The quiet time was about the devourers, isn't it? Yeah, you get to learn. I, I learned a big lesson that day that, that it's not, I thought it's, it's just going to be about earning more money. But I found out that it's not about any more money. It's about stopping the leaks and plugging the holes. That's the problem, you see, because I found out that people who earn much less are doing much better. But how can we keep get, um, earning more and then we're none the better, isn't it? Yeah, so may we learn that it's not how much we are getting, but how wise we are being with what we get, amen so that we can be like Solomon. It says that he built his own house. May God give you the wisdom that you need to own your own stuff, Amen. to own your own property, Amen. so that you not be a tenant forever and ever and ever. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So number one, the art of following Solomon is... You take notes today. 
is the art of starting to build the church now. Amen. Starting to build the church now. Number two, the art of, con- the, the art of following someone is the art of continuing to build until you die. All right? I heard someone say, when he dies, he still wants to have building projects going on. Amen. You know, recently, when I was in, um, one of the hallmarks of our church I have found is that we do a lot of building of churches. All right? You wonder where all the money goes. So when I went for my dad's 90th birthday, I was at the Kodesh, and they had a video display on the wall. And one of the things I noticed was the display looked very old. And not only that, but some of the screens would go off at times, all right? And then it's like they're rebooting the computer. <laughs> so you just, you just keep um, seeing it. Then I remember Bishop Niajedu, he was the, uh, he's the bishop. Uh, he was saying, I don't know what he was talking about. He was saying, someone would say, oh, you have all this money. Why don't you upgrade your equipment? But I said, what people don't know is all the money that comes in the church just goes straight out to building a new church. So all the money we are receiving, we just put out to build. We are not thinking, I mean, if we wanted to make our churches as beautiful as we wanted to, you know we could do it. Yeah, but we are being um, mindful of the fact that we are not the only people who need help. We are into building churches, amen. And that's what we will continue doing, all right? So the money was coming, but it was being sent out right away to build more churches, amen, all right? And the art of, okay, to build until you die, the art of praying for wisdom, the Bible says, by wisdom are houses builded, and the art of building a house for yourself. Amen. May God cause you to own property. May you own a part of this earth. May there be something with your name on it. May it not be that you're always giving money out to somebody. But you, may you become a property owner yourself. So someone will be paying you for the use of your property and what you own. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just thank God and ask him to make you wise. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously and graciously to all without finding fault. So Lord, make us wise. Give us wisdom from above, Lord. Let's stand to our feet and let's pray. Father, make us wise in the name of Jesus. This is our prayer, Lord. This is our prayer, Lord. This is our prayer, Lord. Make us wise. Make us wise. Make us wise, make us wise Lord.
No good thing will you withhold from them that walk uprightly before you. You are our sign and our, and our shield, O oh God. Father, we thank you that you are the God of wisdom. You are the all-wise God. And Father, we pray that you make us truly wise. And Father, give us a breath of understanding. Father, bring us out from the darkness into your marvelous light. And Father, may we follow the good examples of King Solomon. Because Father, we knew that he, we know that he was a great person and full of splendor and full of glory. And Father, we pray that you will make the same out of our lives in Jesus' name. No matter where we are now, Father, just bring us all the way. May we patiently follow after you. May we seek after your wisdom. May we seek after your will. May we seek after your righteousness. May we seek after your holiness. And Father, may we give ourselves the building of your church. Father, the building of your church. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. You may, you may take your seats. Amen. We hope you have been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on our social media handles at QFC Houston North. Speak the word, speak the word.